Hey there, beautiful joy seeker. Welcome to the I Am Changing podcast. I'm your host, Kaz Humphreys, and I'm a change facilitator. In today's episode, I'm exploring self-reflection as a healthy self-development tool that we can all utilise. Recently, I've been having multiple conversations in clinic every week with clients who have moments where they feel stuck. Perhaps for some, this only lasts for a couple of hours or worse, several days, or could extend out to weeks or gulp, maybe months. <coughs> I talk about the need for honesty with yourself in order to seek a deeper understanding of that close and very personal relationship we have with me or self. Diving deep into your relationship with yourself can support you to overcome subconscious habits that restrict or inhibit you to live your best life. Self-reflection is just one of the many tools we use and could be the thing you're looking for to fix that unhinged or stuck feeling. It's absolutely not an activity that you'd use to beat yourself up, nor is it designed to instigate shame, blame or guilt. It's all about observation. Self-reflection is actually defined as a time to dig deeper into yourself. For example, for you to return to your heart space and perceive what's worked well and what didn't for a particular circumstance, place or person. It's a process of observation of yourself, your feelings, your thoughts, your actions or reaction. It's a process that requires being honest with yourself. And again, I'm going to stress this. It should not ignite shame, blame, guilt, judgment. Self-reflection requires a couple of things in order to achieve an outcome that's positive from the actual activity. After all, by connecting into your heart space, you're accessing your innate wisdom, that gut instinct, your intuition. You're activating, actively activating your intuition and perception of life from a space of love, not from a space of overthinking, which you do when you're in your head. Our self-exploration or self-perception can incorporate six attributes, which include self-confidence. And we define that as that feeling of trusting in your own abilities, qualities and judgment. Self-image, how we see our abilities, appearances and personability. Our self-worth is defined as our sense of our worth or value as a person. Our self-respect is our pride or our confidence in ourself. Our self-belief is that belief that we can do things and do them well. And our self-esteem is the confidence that you have in your worth and your abilities. So therefore, self-reflection is actually a personal growth tool which enables you to pause and determine how well you're travelling along your journey path called life. And I think we've all had those moments whereby our buttons have been pushed, you know, we've fallen splat on the floor. And when you review it, if you're busy in your head and overthinking and, you know, replaying the video or the story, isn't it easy that your self-worth, your self-belief, your esteem and your image of yourself can be absolutely smashed when there's stress in that area? So let's expand this a little more. 
Self-reflection is a tool which supports you to evaluate and celebrate what you have achieved in your life. Additionally, you can reframe your perceived failures to simply lessons not yet fully learned. In turn, this creates an energy of acceptance and it allows you to shift gears or direction to achieve success in the future. So in today's episode, I'd like to explore what self-reflection can do for you. Here we go. Self-reflection gives you the opportunity to be honest with yourself. Because being honest with yourself about how things are going in your life gives you the opportunity to observe how well you behave under certain circumstances, events, or with people. And it enables you, if you're going to be honest, to really assess, are you aligned with your core values and beliefs? Have you behaved appropriately or are you pushing your own buttons? When you self-reflect, you get to observe behavioural patterns. So rather than just an event or a person or a place that's triggered you, you get to start exploring the pattern and does this happen anywhere else in your life? There's a lot of power to that. I invite you to gently lay down the need to judge yourself when you're observing these patterns. Because when you can see the pattern, it creates an opportunity of becoming aware of where you might have habits so that you can move forward to best support you living your best life or conversely address the ones or those habits that might be holding you back or getting in the way or sabotaging your success. When you can connect with your core values, you're actually gifting yourself the time to connect with what's important to you. Assessing your values, because these sometimes can change throughout your life as your life changes with circumstances as you mature. And this assessing of the values is like maintaining and reaffirming your inner compass to make sure that you always point in the direction of your true north. Self-reflection also requires you to be really kind and gentle with yourself. Because beating yourself up about what's already happened doesn't change your experience. All it does is it makes you feel like crap. When you can be kind and gentle, the energy for honesty can evolve. And you get to explore a little deeper. It's much like shining a light in a dark room. Be forgiving. When you're gentle with yourself, you don't meet When you're not gentle with yourself, you don't meet expectations, you don't get it right, you completely mess up. You know what, darling? We all make mistakes. We all have stuff. And this is why reframing those thoughts and feelings is so vital to get you out of your head and into your heart. So imagine if you could be kind and gentle and forgive yourself for any of those negative Nancy thoughts or feelings. You know, when you replay this stressful trigger feeling imagine if you could be you know you could apologize yourself use the hop and prayer I'm sorry please forgive me thank you I love you as a gift to yourself and what space would that create within you that the next time you revisit potentially this place person or circumstance that stressed you out in the first instance might that create energy to do it differently next time? 
I also recommend to my clients that self-reflection does require you to keep track. You know, when you capture your observations, you know, when you write down all of those thoughts and feelings or whatever lights up your internal barometer, dump it into a journal. It's actually one of the most passive but powerful forms of expression that immediately diffuses the emotional stress doing laps inside your head. When you capture it, something in your journal, you're also enabling yourself to monitor the change of your behaviour or your habit over time. This helps you to map out the evidence of your success or further unpack and identify where you could make small adjustments along the way to live your best life. So self-reflection is really like a form of internal auditing. It's just like standing your thoughts and feelings in front of a mirror and being able to examine what the heck has been going on, what's seeping out of the cracks, or what the hell has arisen from the dark depths of your subconscious. As part of your internal audit, instead of going straight into react mode and becoming a bit of a meerkat, you can choose to become curious and explore why certain emotional reactions and responses arise under specific conditions. Self-reflection is a very powerful tool, especially if you're trying to manifest that next big thing in your life. Perhaps you're using affirmations or the law of attraction and you're not quite reaching the desired outcome you seek. Self-reflection is that tool that instantly brings you into the present moment. And this is because it forces you to explore, well, how do I feel about this thing that's stressing me out? It's a particularly useful strategy if you know you're about to face something that may re-trigger stress, such as a work situation or a family gathering. Additionally, it's a useful tool when you're studying or working on a project as it supports you to measure actual success and celebrate that. So where in your life could self-reflection support you? So let's take a little trip. We'll begin with the relationship with yourself. You know, we all know that knowledge is power. So when you can acknowledge how a person, a place or a thing has pushed your buttons or stressed you out, you're the one who can take action to diffuse that stress trigger so that you feel better now, but you also are less reactive in the future. The relationship that you have with yourself needs to be based in self-love in order to manifest positivity and productivity. If you waste your energy and time with the negativity of shame, blame, guilt, judgment, resentment, rejection, I'm going to put it to you that you're wasting precious moments of your life. And the reason why is because negativity stifles your energy to thrive and it shifts you into a space of neurological survival. In other words, flight or fight. You're wasting your thriving life. The relationship that you have with yourself is therefore vital in order to thrive in life. The person who looks back at you every morning in the mirror is going to be one of the most important relationships you have in your life. It's imperative to therefore consciously assess where you perceive any weakness or areas for improvement. And this starts with where does your negativity spring up? Babe, what pushes your buttons? What trips you up? 
What causes you to fall or go splat on your face? And the question I'm really asking is what is it that fucks you up? When you can sit quietly with yourself and honestly replay a stressful situation, accepting the flourish of emotions that may have transpired as a component of your reaction rather than a response, you're creating an opportunity for growth. I call this a choice point because it's where you get to explore this quiet space. You get to decide how the reaction made you feel afterwards. You get to decide whether you might do it differently should that happen again. You also get to explore that the reaction came from where that reaction came so that you don't, so that you understand who you are at a far deeper level. And this is where journaling can be an absolute gift. Journaling is a fabulous tool to initially purge out all of that emotional response to a stressful situation. But can I give you the tip? It can be so much more than that initial purge. The art of journaling can allow you to tell a story about a stressful event. And I encourage, and I do this myself, I encourage my clients to get creative about writing out all the thoughts and the feelings that you experienced during and after the stress incident. And after this is all out, and be warned, guys, this can take several attempts. I invite you to then write about what may have motivated the other party to take the actions that they did. Because this type of exploration doesn't necessarily provide you with answers, but it creates a space for compassion and exploration and understanding of the other party. So it comes and enables you to be emotionally neutral. And when we've got that neutrality and that compassion inside of us, the next time we potentially see this trigger person, we're not instantly reactive as soon as our eyes land on them or we hear their name or we go into defence. We're actually very neutral. And that's very, very powerful. This calm, deep assessment of yourself frees up the physical energy that you've probably been using to defend and maintain that old survival reaction because we've all got the power to do that. By acknowledging those old reactive patterns, those defensive walls that you've created, you begin to realise that your energy can be directed elsewhere like clarity to make a different decision, like motivation and willingness and intention and courage to do life differently. When you're connected with positive feelings, you tend to make clearer decisions. And in turn, this connects you to your values and strengthens your resolve to make decisions and take actions that make you and others feel good. Having a clear direction of heading towards what makes you feel good provides more mental space inside your head to manifest more positivity. You can see where I'm going with this. This is because you've begun to trust yourself, trust your gut instinct, listen to your innate wisdom. The self-doubt that you had, that self-sabotage begins to dwindle. When the questions you ask about life and the universe feel clear to you, then you stop wasting energy questioning and second-guessing yourself. The next thing that self-reflection is very useful for is asking yourself the right questions. 
And it really involves the question of why, because that just takes you back to that point in time. A why question is like looking in the rearview mirror and replaying the experience over and over. It's a repeating pattern that doesn't offer up solutions. The alternative or right question would be ask a what question because that opens the invitation door to explore, well, what did I feel when that experience happened? What did I do in that moment? And what could I do differently next time to support me feeling ongoing motivation or courage or commitment or not feel that vulnerable? So the what question is an invitation for change into your current behavioural response to stress. When you pair up a what question with practice the pause, and that's simply pausing those feelings and reminding yourself with some purposeful slow deep breathing, in this moment, I'm okay. The what question creates a choice point and the choice point is the space in present moment to change the neuroplasticity of your survival response. So when you pair self-reflection exercises such as journaling out your perceived feelings and talking to yourself out loud even or even just breathing exercises and you pair that up with a regular meditation practice, you're actually gifting yourself a supercharged opportunity to detach from that old survival program and this changes your neuroplasticity. The HeartMath Institute's scientific research work has proven that just three to five minutes of daily meditation can actually positively influence the heart resonance for six hours. Oh, could you imagine? Feelings end for six hours after a short investment of meditation in your morning. Hooly dooly. Girl, when your heart is open to give and receive love, then you can't be in a space of shame, blame or guilt. It's just not possible. When your heart is open, then you are naturally kinder to yourself and your self-reflection shift and you go seeking what is it that makes me happy. You become open to joy bubbles. So when, you, when your heart is open, you often naturally see or observe something new in your reflection of something that previously triggered you. This is a knowledge point. This is a change point. You know, knowledge is power. It's my experience that getting grounded by simply walking around in bare feet, walking in nature can also be meditative. So you're not locked in just sitting down and doing a meditation for 30 to 60 minutes. We're talking three to five minutes on a regular, consistent basis. I would recommend at the same time or a similar time every day whether that be setting your mindset up for first thing in the morning or letting go of the day at the end before you go to sleep, that a little bit of self-reflection could be enough to tame that nervous system right down. Conversely, nature immersion has the same similar positive effect on the nervous system by bringing us into a space of internal calm. Walking naturally supports reflection of stressful aspects of a situation. And this is because movement of our body promotes the release of deeply rooted emotions to shift. When feeling particularly triggered or stressed out, you can vary your speed or step or tread, and that will assist the promotion of releasing any negativity that arises. 
Also, yoga is a fabulous body movement modality to support the body to holistically shift stagnant energy physically, mentally, and emotionally. Yoga supports lymphatic fluid to be pumped, mainly pumped around the body, which helps shift toxins that have built up. Deep poses shift bedded in emotions. Holding certain poses activates chakras or energy centers to be stimulated. And a yogic routine can also sedate a fatigued nervous system. So we're starting to see that self-reflection doesn't have to be just journaling. It's for blokes as well. And there's lots of different ways that self-reflection can be used. One of the final things that I add is it tracking your gratitude, you know, using something like Rhonda Burns' The Magic or The Secret and tracking all of the abundance in your life can also support you to reframe a situation where you're stuck in your head. And this is especially true in relationships to support gentle awareness and acknowledgement of where you can make subtle changes or recognise a character trait in another person that is perhaps not directed at you. You can detach from your emotional investment of a triggering feeling using gratitude and focusing on the positivity or lesson learned from a situation personal place that has caused you stress. Conversely, you can use gratitude to help reframe your previous reaction. I'm grateful that this my encounter with this person helped me feel X, Y and Z and I now know that's toxic for me. And I'm grateful that I now know what that feels like so that the next time it happens again, I can take action Why and move forward on my journey, not get sucked into their drama. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast episode and can attempt one of the actions I've suggested in the coming week. As always, there's daily inspirational posts on my Instagram and Facebook pages. Simply search for me using the links in the show notes below. I'd love some support growing my podcast audience and it helps me immensely if you could hit the follow button. I'm so grateful in advance. Thanks, guys, for sharing this podcast within your own change tribe. I hope it generates a fire of loving support and proactive discussion of how you can take charge of your journey steps through life regardless of the challenges that experience has brought you. I'm your podcast host, Kaz Humphreys, a.k.a. The Change Chick. And the I Am Changing podcast is a reminder that we can all choose to change and bloom from within.